Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Inner Entrepreneur. I'm Brandon Ward, a co-host on our show. Today's episode is going to be diving into burnout and the levels of burnout. Paul and I discuss a scale of 1 to 10 and describe components or elements of each stage to identify the levels of burnout that you may be experiencing. Burnout is one of the big factors that contribute to our lack of success and building the vision that we have for our life. And if we don't address burnout, it can quickly spiral out of control. We can look to find shortcuts, which can compromise our progress and impact those around us, not only ourselves, but the people that we care about, our family, friends, and our colleagues. So being mindful of burnout, particularly if we are very ambitious or driven individuals, this episode will help gain insight into burnout and how we can identify those components to burnout and then move and build from there. The next few episodes are going to be talking a lot about burnout in a variety of capacities to look at this from different angles. There's a lot of content and podcasts out there that talk about burnout, but we're going to get to the root of burnout and what may be causing that. Because again, this show is about the inner world of entrepreneurship, not the tactical things as to running a business or what we talk about on the surface level when it relates to burnout. Burnout is an inner component, and we have to recognize that and realize getting to the root of these things can help us overcome burnout and build a life more of balance that allows us to achieve the vision that we have of our success. So I hope you enjoy this episode. There's going to be insights, action items, and conversations. So with that being said, let's get into it. Welcome to The Inner Entrepreneur, a place where soul meets strategy and passion meets profit. Success in business is about more than mastering the external. It's an internal game. Ready to play? Hello, Paul. How you doing, Good sir? morning, good afternoon, which is it's morning for you, it's afternoon for me. I know, right? You're in uh, sunny Spain. I'm in, I'm in shiny North Carolina right now. It's summertime I'm here. North so. Carolina. Yeah, dude. It's, I've it's never... beautiful this time of the year. Oh, yeah, I imagine. Well, I'm sure I know where you are is wonderful too. Mm. You and your family. So beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, Paul, so we've we've had uh we've had a few episodes so far, and I think we're we're moving through a bit of an iteration here. We're kind of growing up a little bit, I think. And and we've we've we had a chat earlier in the week and we talked a little bit about kind of the overarching concept of the show and and where we see it going. And I think it's important to mention that for our audience because ultimately there's definitely an ebbing and flowing between you and I as an early stage entrepreneur and a and a successful late stage entrepreneur who's been in the game for for three plus decades. We keyed in on this concept that we thought was really relevant and that 95% of businesses ultimately end up failing in the first five years. And you've managed to take a business that you started with your dad many decades ago and grow that business to eight figures and running it less than an hour a week. That's an incredible feat. You kind of conquered that 95% component. And so what we've realized is that the overarching theme of our show is going to be built around how to get into that 5% and how to work on becoming the successful 5% of businesses that carry on beyond five years. And, and, you know, reach beyond a million dollars in revenue and, and go on to do great things. So with that being said, would you say that's fair, right? That's like yeah, as a. Yeah, I think that that's that's pretty accurate. And, you know, it's when you look at these numbers and, and, I, and I've tried to validate some of these numbers, it's hard because people have different views. I came across this notion of the 95 percent. I think initially 
Initially, I was standing in a room in London, as about 500 of us, uh, with Tony Robbins doing his business mastery uh, course many years ago. And uh, so if you do one of his courses, then it'd be very, very large. When you do business mastery at the time, it's a lot more expensive. There are maybe 500,000, but it's smaller than his big event. And from the stage, he asked the question, he goes, how many people are entrepreneurs or in business? Of course, it's business mastery. Huge amount of audience stands up. He goes, how many of you are here uh, are in business, you know, longer than a year, two years, three years? And he gets to five years and the audience is thinning at this mm. stage. And eventually, so when the audience is still there and he goes, how many of you have a turnover? in excess of a million pounds or a million euro, a million dollars, whatever. Again, it thins, thins down. And then he goes, how many of you are in business and have revenue? How many of you are in business longer than 10 years? I can now eyeball the other guys standing in the room. I've got guys and ladies. And I'm, I'm, is there a dozen or 15 of us left standing in the room? And he goes, sorry, maybe, maybe a little bit more. And then he goes, how many of you are in business over 10 years with a turnover in excess of 10 million. At which stage there were about, I'm going to say 10, maybe less people standing up in a room of entrepreneurs, in a room of entrepreneurs who are willing to go and be educated on Tony Robbins' business mastery. So that was the first time I became aware of this, uh, of this notion. Of, and Paul, how many total entrepreneurs would you say were in that room, like roughly, would you think? At least 500. So wow, so 10 out of 500 potentially. Yes, potentially. So, which kind of makes sense because I mean, what's five? What's five percent of that room? I mean, it's not far off that, you know. Mm. So, and then also when I studied with Keith Cunningham, was the business master, as far as I'm concerned, he would refer to those. And recently, I was listening to Alex Hermosi, who's I, I think is a very, very smart guy, very successful guy. He's a new breed, but that's cool. And he has a chart he brings up and he talks, and, and because his business model has become around focusing. He's gone, you know, most businesses never get beyond 3 million. And, I, you know, I give everything free to those people because I'm interested in the, you know, you can have everything free. You can, you know, buy my book or my courses are online. And he works with people, I think. And between, I've heard him say both 10 million plus and 3 million plus. That, that's who he'll work directly with. So they've all talked about this. So he talks specifically about this 95% of people won't be a business in five years' time. Of the 95% of people, 5% will be exceed 1 million. And of the 5%, 0.05% will exceed 10 million. So it's a very, very tiny number. Uh, so now when I looked online to try and verify that, there's different information. So what I would say about it is I don't want to argue with the numbers over with anyone. It's freaking small. Hey, maybe it's not 90, maybe it's not 95, maybe it's 85. I don't care. Yeah. But we're not going to fight over that point. It's a tiny amount of business to survive. And that leads to the question of why. Why? And I think, I think, um, and I think that just the interesting part of our dynamic is there's the why, because I'm fortunate to be in that group of people whose business has exceeded 10 million euros who's here, you know, long decades, 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 sorry. And you have the other side go, okay, I realize I'm now in the sniper alley. How do I get out of that? And, and, and what's, what gets me to that point? 
And I think that's what, so that's, that's kind of what we thought. Well, that's a really, really interesting conversation point and has so much depth and breadth. Yeah, I love it. That's a, a great segue I've, and, and highlights that. And it's funny in your example, if it's roughly 500 people and you said about 10 people were left standing, that's actually about 2%. So, Is it? hey, I'm, you know, maybe it was 15, 20. I can't remember. It's many, many But years still, ago. that's. Yeah, but I never, come, I never come across this number. And he was going, you know, he's kind of like, you'd get into the Olympics easier than you, than you become a successful business owner. Uh, and that, that's, that tells you just how difficult it actually is. And I don't think people realize when they get into it, how difficult it is. That's my, that's my, yeah. well, the upside is on the show, we're going to be covering a lot of different topics. Today, we're going to be talking about burnout, but the, the, we're going to be talking about a lot of different skills and a lot of the limitations that you've seen in your career, things that you've learned that have helped you reach this level. So for our audience that's interested in getting into that 1%, 5%, 10%, whatever we're going to call it, but ultimately staying in business longer for longer than 10 years and reaching beyond $10 million in revenue, that's really what we're talking about here. And, and how do you do that in a sustainable fashion? And so- um, we're going to cover a variety of topics together, which I'm excited about. You know, for me, selfishly, I get to learn and kind of DJ this journey together with us and, and be a part of it with you. And, and I'm thankful to call you my friend. So but today we've got a lot of notes. We've got a lot to get through. I'm suspecting this is probably going to be one to three episodes, though, talking about burnout alone. Just I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely I'm absolutely guessing it's, it's going to be. Um, it, it's it's the, the so there's so much comes out of this topic of, uh, of burnout, and and I think the reason the notion of burnout came out is because when I look at my journey, and what and when I hear these people talking about what is Alex Hermosier or talking about the journey, I go a lot of what they say is is correct. So I thought to myself, well, what stops someone? So you're a new entrepreneur. What stopped someone getting to that, to that point? I, I mean, I know you said 10 million there. I mean, that's a lofty number for someone starting a business to get to. It is. I, I mean, I think possibly, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say three to five million because I think up until about three million, you're running the show. When the three to five zone is probably where you can begin to, you can begin to employ other capable people, et cetera. I'm not saying up to 3 million, you won't have staff, but you maybe you're not affording the caliber of people who can run the business in your absence and all these sort of things. So once you move beyond, beyond that point, then you're moving into a different scale of, uh, of business. <clears throat> and I thought to myself, what stops people? Um, uh, and interesting, I, I will digress before I continue that because this morning, it's, it's, it's the afternoon for me, so it's whatever, 3.30 in the afternoon. So this morning, I get up right and early. It's hot here in Spain, and I did a beautiful ride this morning. This is completely off script, Brandon. <laughs> but I, let it rip. I let it rip. So I did a beautiful ride up the mountains of Ronda this morning, and I'm thinking about this whole, whole idea of burnout, and, and uh, I'm going, I need to tell people, firstly, because when you talk about burnout, you've got to cover a couple of things. You've got to talk about and psychology, you're going to talk about mental health because when we talk about burnout, you're talking about overwhelm, you're talking about mental breakdown. So you're delving into the area of psychology. Um, 
and I have no qualifications with psychology. I'm not a psychologist. I have no, I, I have no qualification that whatsoever. But I'm going to talk about it, but no. <laughs> we're, then, we're then going to move into health and well-being because that's what happens next. People get stressed in their minds, and and then of course that impacts on their body. Equally, I have no, I have no medical qualifications whatsoever. So this is this is just a warning. And then we discuss business, and people may be surprised also here. I have no business qualifications, none, zero. I left school at 18 years of age. My father wants me to become an engineer, um, and he very much wanted me to pay for me to go to college, and I did not want to go. And he told me I would regret it. I may do regret it. I haven't, haven't, haven't regretted it yet. I'm only 40, <laughs> but I may, I, I may regret it. But what? I, so I haven't studied any of those topics. So I want people to realize that I'm not talking as someone who has degrees coming out of my ears on any of these subjects because I do not have. So what qualifies me to talk about any of these things? Nothing except that um, I have obsessed with these things for 40 years. That's, that's, and, you know, I have obsessed with all of these things for 40 years because my obsession is living the best life I can live. And so I'm obsessed in the study of these things. Uh, no formal education, but I've obsessed with the study of these things. And I've achieved something that now I'm realizing that a lot of people want and most people don't seem to have, and that is freedom. Uh, and I messaged a friend of mine day before yesterday because I was due to fly back to Ireland today. And I messaged him and I goes, oh, no, we decided not to go back. Uh, we're going to go back in a couple of weeks' time. Because uh, it's because it's wet and all, and he goes, man, you've got to write a thread on that. I go, on on what? He goes, on the fact that you've the freedom to look at the forecast and go, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I got, I'm not, I'm not going home. He goes, why, why are you going home a couple of weeks time? I'm going, well, because we we're going to a a music festival in London, and we're going over to see my son who lives over there. So that's kind of, so we're going back for that. So he's gonna. And so you, until you communicate people, you don't realize that freedom is something so many people strive for. Uh, so, um, and I'm fortunate to have achieved that. So I, I've no doubt if I stand in a room of 1,000 people or 10,000 people, I know for a fact a huge amount of those people are, are going to be much more highly educated than I am. There's no question about that. A lot of people have college degrees. And I, so I'll be back. And, I won't have that. So if you ask who's the best educated, I'm going to have to go to the back of the room. If you ask who's financially free, there may be in those 10,000 people, a handful of people, how many people will stand up and go, yes, I, you know, I, 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 I can do it. One. Very, very few. What I found is um, two things within that is you find some people who are free because they've retired because they've reached an age of retirement. And they're free, uh, but they're not financially free. They've retired at 65, but they're on a state pension. Or they've very little money. So they've all the time in the world, but they, they can't travel or they can't do the things they want to do because they still financial freedom. And you'll find very wealthy people, people a lot wealthier than me, and they've all this money, but they've no time freedom. So the sweet spot, I think, is when you have some of both, when you go, well, I have the money to do what I want, I have the time. That's the sweet spot. So that's what, what realists think that qualifies me or not. Sell a V. That's what I'm talking about. So, so that's that's the journey I'm on, and that's what interests me. What? How does it all relate to burnout? So I then I, so when I talk, I do not talk as someone who has read all the textbooks and studied them, professors. Because I haven't done that. I haven't done that. When I talk, I talk as I've lived my life 
I've had this experience, I've gotten somewhere, and that journey might be of interest to people. So in any of these podcasts, I'm only interested in talking about stuff that I have experienced. If I haven't experienced, if I haven't experienced it, I won't talk about it because I'm not qualified to talk about it. Only by experience it. So am I qualified to talk about burnout? You betcha. Because I <laughs> because a big part I've of done, this journey you've been on. Yeah, yeah. I've done the burnout. I know what that's like. And, and I was thinking to myself, and what stage of the business was when I reached burnout. I can't remember exactly because it's a long time ago, but it may have been somewhere around that four million-ish. It, mm. it may have begun to head into head into burnout then. Um, well, you know, Paul, it's interesting with, with what you're talking about there, because we're going to jump into the material here, but I, I think that that's a great segue into the fact that because you don't have any, you don't have formal education around business, psychology, mental health, well-being, you've been a student of that and you've been applying those principles and practices in your life for over three decades plus working on your business on yourself. I actually thinks that makes you much more accessible. It says to our audience, you don't have to have those things to create a level of success in the world. If you're, you have a vision, if you're willing to put in the work and work through a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, particularly burnout, you don't have to need, you don't need a formal education to be successful and create financial freedom for yourself. You don't need to be a trained psychologist to learn about psychological principles and apply them in your lives. Like that's a beautiful thing. I actually think that that makes you and the outcomes that you've created more accessible. And, and ideally, we're going to reach out to the audience and say, you don't need those things either if you want to learn about them and apply them to your life and then create some outcomes that you'd like to see, particularly financial freedom. Because, I mean, ultimately, to your point, Paul, that sweet spot is what it's about. Having the money and the time to live your life in a way that you desire, that aligns with your values, and allows you to make a contribution to your community. I mean, at the end of the day. On the other side, you may want those things, not three adult sons. And I paid for a very good education for them. And I and when I say I sent them to college, they all went. They all, they all uh, went to college. Uh, they all pursued. Thankfully, uh, maybe I had some influence on in that. They all pursued something they were passionate about. So they've gone into very very different roles. So I am not for a moment suggesting people shouldn't pursue a college education. If that's what they if that's what they want to do, uh, but I think that it's you shouldn't correlate that uh, with ending up with financial freedom. Now we will see statistics uh, will will tell you that the better educated a country is, the more the wealthier the people are. This, of course, is completely true because if you don't have a basic education, uh, obviously you can't progress in your career. But I think there's a lot of people with really really good educations. And they will never see financial freedom. Never. Yep. Yeah. That's just a reality. That's a great point too, though. It's 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 nice to know, though. It's not a requirement if that's your goal. It's not the, to knock on education, and education no, no, is obviously no, no. super important to your point, right? But like, it's not if you want to build a financially free, if you want to build a successful business that creates financial freedom for you and yourself and your family, it's not required that you go get highly educated. If you, I mean, when you go to college, you're in lecture on, on, on a specific subject. If you want to learn about wealth, go to someone who is wealthy. If you want to learn about financial freedom, go to someone. If you want to learn about health, go to someone who is healthy, who has applied that in, that, that in their lives. That's where the source of education. A lot of college profession, professors, you know, are probably not wealthy people. 
and will probably not create financial freedom themselves. So how are they qualified to teach? They can teach you economics better than I can. They can teach you accountancy, all of these things. But if they haven't created financial freedom in their life, how can they, how can they teach it? I love it. I think that's honestly, to me, it's about not, authentic living. I apologize. You're probably trying to keep me on the burner. I like you going off the back. <laughs> Well, no, it's good. It's it's qual. I think it's good to qual because it's qualifying this and it's understanding. I think the biggest piece here is it's not a requirement. I think that's a great segue. But we but we do have a lot to talk about burnout today. And there's it's it's yeah. so what I came up killer. With, yeah. So so uh, this is the thing. Burnout is is lethal. And what I realized looking at my journey is I went down the burnout road, and and I literally got to the edge and nearly went over the edge. When I look at it, um, and it was all about growing a business, being the person who does all, you know, who has to be on top of every single decision in that business because you do, it's a small business. And then the business gets bigger. It's busier. There's more decisions to be made. There's more staff, but you keep doing that because that's what's made you successful. If that's what made you successful, why would you stop? That makes no sense. You keep doing what 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 you what you're doing, and this is what most people do. They keep doing what they're doing, but there comes a point where that stops working. That now becomes destructive, mm. and there's no one, I believe, teaching that and going, guys, this is this is what's going to happen. You're going to reach this point, and it's a whether it's a couple of million or whatever it is, where you will be so damn busy, and then you will reach a roadblock. You will either make a conscious decision to stop there. Or you will try and push through that. And in my pushing through that and trying to make the business bigger, and um, I just took on so much that I moved it, that I moved into overwhelm. And when I looked at what was the roadblock, I I I I came across. I said two reasons stand out. But what was the roadblock? And the first reason is is this thing of business owner burnout. And the second thing is a lack of business skills. And you could say, well, what leads to business burnout? What leads to business burnout is a lack of business skill because you're a technician, so you're a doctor, you're a dentist, you're a plumber, an electrician, or a contractor, you're a web designer. And so you built a business around your skills. That's a technical, that's a technical skill. And that's what gets you from employee to business owner to, to successful. Uh, but once you reach a point, more of that will not make you more successful. Now you're running a business. Now, now it's cash flow. Now it's management. Now it's delegation and all of these things. And most people don't make the have don't make don't have to make that transition. So they just do more and more, and they become overwhelmed. And in that overwhelm is where they is where they burn out. Now we could jump straight into going. Okay, great. We know that. Let's just talk about the business skills. I haven't even begun to think about the business skills. Because the business, the business skills is, I'm going to say easy. It's easy because there, uh, we've discussed this before. There's so many podcasts, so many books, so many, you know, YouTube seminars that will teach you the how-to of business, of business skills. And by the way, you need those business skills to progress. So I'm not dissing them. Um, but the transition into those business skills. So the business skills are what you do. And what we want to talk about is who you need to become. Because if the becoming was easy, then what would happen is you would pick up the business book, go, oh, here's the skills. I didn't have them on Friday. I'll read, I'll read this over the weekend. Everything will be cool by Monday. 
I'm a human that I know is <laughs> doesn't work is because reading the book is easy. Becoming the person who can implement that is very difficult, is very challenging. I think that's really where the support is needed. And I hope that's what we're, this podcast is going to be about, providing that support for people. And by the way, making that the, uh, people aware of that, going, I did the seminar, why isn't everything better? You need to become the person. You need to grow, you need to develop. And I, I think that's the hardest thing. So, that, so that's why I came to the conclusion that business skills are needed, but we need to talk about the person and the person ends up in burnout. Um, and that's why I think we need to, we need to start an understanding what the burnout is. I love that, Paul, because yeah. you're definitely, I mean, there, it's endless how-tos on how to run a business and the skills yeah. that you can apply. But the challenge is, is just what you said. If you're not in a mindset or a framework, a mental framework to take what you've learned, apply the things that you're learning, learn from your mistakes, iterate and persist through that challenge of learning new skills, because you and I both know that skills are you can read a book about something, but you don't learn until you get out and you start applying it and doing it and making the mistakes. And that's where if we're not mentally strong, if we don't have this inner self relationship to manage that process, it's easy to buckle, to fail, to give up, to quit, to get frustrated, to burn out because you don't know how to handle the nuance of that because you can read the book, but it's the application of it and learning in that process that becomes difficult. And that's where most people quit or give up or burn out on because that takes a mindset to push through. And I think that's a lot of what we're going to talk about here. And we, we alluded to it a little bit is that 95% in that first five years fail. We've already talked a good bit about that. And so if you're trying to squeeze into that top 5% and push beyond it, which we've already talked about, we've got the burnout with the, and the lack of business skills. But see, the thing is to you, they're great technicians, which is awesome. You need the technical skills to build a business. Yeah, That's, yeah. But a, a technician is not going to build an organized company that can grow to 10 million, 5 million, 10 million beyond because different scale. it's a diff, completely different skill set. And so, but one of the things we're going to start talking, and I think this is the key thing now, is at some point, it's, it's, it's funny because you say here, Burnout is the game over, and it's simple because basically you've taken on too much. Yeah. We're going to look at this from like two two kind of prongs, right? We're going to look at recognizing burnout and then how to fix it. And so I think first we're going to talk about recognizing burnout to kind of identify the depth of burnout in your life now, which I think, truthfully, Paul, this is a great exercise to go through regardless of where you find yourself in life, right? So, you know... When I was when I was putting this down on paper, I'm thinking to myself, it's simple. But the truth of it is, uh, it's simple unless you're a blind man. And when you know, because a blind man can't read it. And 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 when I was in burnout, I was the blind man mm-hmm. because you, you drift into this. You drift into this place. You don't move one day. You drift into this, and because you drift in, you don't know. So I didn't know I was in burnout, but. But, but you said something there about learning the business skills and said you have to have the mindset. What struck me was you have to have the heart set. And you go, well, what's the heart mm. set? The most difficult thing is the courage to do what you know needs to be done. Mm. And, and that's extremely challenging. So when I learned what I need to do, 
I had to go back to my business and do that thing. And that thing always involves people. People looking at you. People with expectations of you. People challenging you. Um, and you now have to become the individual who can set the standard and go, hey, this is how we do things now. And that is a hard problem because that requires a huge amount of courage. When you lack that courage, because I did, you, you, you do two things you don't admit. You lack the courage. And that's what begins to put the pressure on you. So I didn't, rea I didn't, I didn't realize it. So we're going to talk about two things. We're going to, I want to talk about um, how we recognize burnout uh, and then how to fix it. We may not get to how to fix it in this episode. Now we're going to get to how to fix it today. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I, I put down 10, 10 signs. Again, back to me saying I don't have a qualification. Is, this is a personal experience. I didn't, I didn't go to the psychology book. This is my experience of, of, of what burnout feels like. I think everyone should take a note of these 10 um, pointers and literally give them a 1 out of 10 score. When I, when I wrote this down, uh, I, just, I, just, I think I gave myself, I gave my old self, my 20-year-ago self, I think I was probably on, you know, on a 7, 8 out of 10, even higher, you know, which you don't want to be. So the sort of, the first one, uh, you, if you're suffering burnout, and this is to someone who's going, I'm not burnt out, but I'll just check it, check it out. You'll feel exhausted and overwhelmed. That's the first sign. Um, you'll feel exhausted and overwhelmed. Why? Because you've taken on three, too, too freaking much. But that's the, fir that's the first sign. I was definitely exhausted and I was certainly overwhelmed. So on that, on that first one, Paul, because we're looking here, we're going to go through yeah. 10 different kind of criteria yeah. that we're looking at. That first one, looking back to your 20-year-old self, You'd say you were probably a seven or eight on, I feel exhausted and overwhelmed. No, no. When I went through all 10, if, and if I ticked each of the 10 to go, which is me? I see. You're scoring. I, I got you. You're checking out I, of the 10. I see. I, I was going, how many of those 10 can I, can I tick? And I think uh, I would say, oh, my God, maybe 10. Maybe I was scoring a 10 out of 10. So I 10 mean, out of 10 on these 10 criteria. Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, everyone has experienced moments of overwhelm. I'm sure you have. And yeah. that's kind of a temporary thing. Uh, the, when, when, once it becomes chronic, when you're in a business and now it's months, in my case, I, I'm going to say a couple of years, I don't know, but when it becomes this chronic increasing over overwhelm, then, so what I'm suggesting people do is they, Listen to what the 10 points are. I don't know what we can put them in show notes or something. We, we can put them in the show notes. Yep. We'll, yeah, we'll transcripts available too, Paul. So they'll yeah. actually be able to see all this stuff too. Yeah. Okay. So, because what I'd like people to go is, is, is look at those and go, am I exhausted or overwhelmed? Tick. That's one. Second was, you, you've so much in your mind, you cannot think, think straight. I think that's a very serious one. I think when you really have so much, you can't think straight. That's a very worrying because your mind's just clouded with all the things that you need to do, and there's no clarity when you're like that. It's just a, it's a, it's a, just a mix of things in your head, and there's so you can't get answers, you can't make decisions, right? That's what you're saying, right? It's just so much on your mind, you can't do anything. Yeah, and and and, and you can't find calm, you can't find quiet. Mm. So that's number two. If you can't find calm, you can't find quiet. But if you can't find calm and quiet, you can't calm, you can't rest. So there's no recovery. And if you're quiet, you can't make good decisions from a busy mind. You make good decisions from a quiet, settled, clear. Mm -hmm. So you can't find that place. 
So not only are you in a poor place, you're now making shitty decisions <laughs> of work. You know. So, so that was number two. Should we knock on to number three? Yeah. And and Paul, I think it's important too, because we, we mentioned this, I think, in the earlier episodes, but you've been uh pretty much a lifelong meditator too. And I think number two there, like what you just talked about, not being able to think straight, but then finding your calm is that your meditative practice speaking. I don't think people realize the power of meditation. We're going to have an episode on that at some point, but you've been a life, lifelong meditator. That's absolutely helped you in your entrepreneurial journey. There's, there's just no question about it. No question about it. I, I was very fortunate. It's a story in itself during the session. I was very fortunate to uh, be inadvertently introduced to meditation about 17 years of age. And um, it's again, it's, uh, I've studied it for 40 years. I practice it every single, single day. It's, it's one of the most powerful things I, I have done. And that's simply so, but I still went into overwhelm. Possibly what happened is I sustained it a, a lot better. My wife said, I remember driving home, having a conversation in the car one evening many years ago. And she says to me, if you weren't you, as she said, I think you would have gone crazy. I go, what do you mean? She said, well, you have so many resources and meditation. She, you have a place to go <laughs> that most people don't have. And because you had that place to go, you survived where... She said, I think if you hadn't had that, you wouldn't have survived. You, would, you, you, would, you wouldn't have survived. Paul, you know, it's interesting. I've never thought about it like that before because I've also been learning meditation for a quite a long time. Not, not since I was 17. And it's, I remember that story you told. We'll, we'll, when we do a meditation episode, we'll dive deep into that. But you're absolutely right about the fact is when you learn that, you create a space within yourself that you can go to. Because anytime I'm overstimulated, I go within myself to clarify yeah. all that. I think... You, you obviously have a process for doing the same type of thing. It's important for all of us in a world that's so driven by information to have these skills, to be able to turn off the madness and go to a safe place where we can create clarity. And meditation can give you the ability to do that. I think that's an important thing to note on like moving forward because otherwise, man, it's so easy to get swallowed up in overwhelm, isn't it? You, you, get, so you get so wrapped up. And I think good decision-making you know, comes from that part of the brain that is calm. It's the executive function, but it's calm and clear. When you think of a, you know, a, a good leader, a good CEO, or whatever, you're not thinking of a crazy kitten jumping all over the place. Mm -mm. You're thinking of the panther, still, quiet, calm. We'll think you know, the wise man who will think of all the options and then see through the mist and go, this is the route. That's where a good decision-making, when you're in burnout, your decision-making is just terrible. It's compounding. The other thing that happens is that you now spin an environment. So, you, so you, let's say you, at this stage, you have five or 10 people working with you. You're creating a chaotic environment around you. You know what it's like to walk into a room with someone that's in that chaotic place. So you're creating that chaos environment, and it, it's just a very poor place to be. You're also going to be conscious you're bringing that chaotic environment home. And mm. the, the, the next point is that your performance has dropped off. You've dropped off. Another signal. And, of course, what we've just said makes that obvious because now business is about making decisions, and you're now making decisions from a crazy place. You're not making decisions. So what's going to be the obvious result of that is you will be less effective. 
So that's number point three is your performance has dropped off. So let's do a quick recap. The first we've gone through the first three points. We've got ten we're going to go through, which are indicators, and the number of these ten that you check off, like as you said, a chronic component, not a moment of these things, but no, no, if it's consistent, no, no. yeah, if it's happening over an extended period of time. So we've talked. You feel exhausted and overwhelmed. You've so much on your mind you can't think straight. And then the third one we just said was your your performance has dropped off. It just knows effective. How can you be? Because you're just living in chaos and everyone around you is experiencing chaos. And your your performance is now impacting your team and the people around you, your family. Yeah. Is there absolutely. anything you want to add like all off the performance component? I mean, we it's pretty clear, I think. If you and you know, I feel like you know when your performance is declining. The business isn't doing well. So what so what so so what happens when your performance drops off, you drop into number four. Which is you're working all hours even when yeah. you're not working. Yeah, so, 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 so I'm now less effective, and the solution for that effective is not, mm, maybe I need to come and think clearly. No, I will work harder. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, we laugh because I guarantee we all do it. That's what you do. That's why I'm laughing, because we all do it. We, we literally, yeah. that's, you don't, it's easy to see it when you're pulled out and you're looking at a 30,000 foot view, but when you're in it, that's why it's funny because you know what it's like. You're basically saying, I'm not working at a high level. Well, I got an idea. Let's do more of the bad working that I'm doing and work more of that. Like, yes, because you're not, because your mind's not clear enough to see that. Your mind can't go, I'm, it's my, your mind doesn't see it's confused. You're in a state of panic in a way, right? So you're just, you're just, you're just, you're just, you're just in panic. And then, of course, I, I mean, th th that drops straight into number five. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happens now? You're snappy, you're irritable, and you're treating everyone poorly. And that's, we all do, we, we all do that. Um, uh, my wife used to say to me, don't speak to me like I'm a member of your staff. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's when you know. When, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's, what, that, that's when you know. Um but of course, you shouldn't even speak to your staff that way. But you know, and we do these. And here's the here's the, the kind of troubling thing, is that sometimes people think these are also how peak performers operate. They're always in the go. They're always buzzing. They're all, they're all they're always busy. Yeah, they're, they're irritable. They're snappy because that's it. They're so smart. Uh, I don't think so. I mm. think those people are drifting toward burnout. And um, I, I I don't believe I don't believe they're. That we've normalized it, Paul. We've, we've normalized that, which doesn't make it okay, though. We've, no, no, we've idolized it. We've yeah, idolized, we've idolized it. You know, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's cool. It's cool to be the guy who you know who works eighty hours a week and never sees his family. It, I mean, are you crazy? Yeah, it's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> not. I don't care. I don't care what car you drive. I don't care how much. How much money you weigh? I, I mean, you have a you, you have a very young daughter, and actually, out of adult sons, uh, you had a precious amount of time with them. You can go, by the way, you can go in 10, 15 years' time when your daughter's getting less time. You can go and make more money. You can't make more time. You can't. Yeah. And the, the pre thankfully, thankfully, the preciousness of that has always been with me. I'm not saying I didn't slip off the radar. But the preciousness of that has always been with me. And it, it's, I'm going to talk about investment drill here. It's a compounding as well. The thing about it is 
when you come home, your daughter goes, Daddy, Daddy, she loves you. You're a freaking hero. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you? Wild. She love you? Like it's it's kind of it's overwhelming sometimes, you know. Yeah. Bad news, wake up, she's 17. Yeah, I don't I'm not ready for that. I like oh, this, yeah. I like this daddy hero stage. I'm not ready for yeah. the daddy. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be the villain at some point. I know that. So but the compounding is this how you engage with her over those years is what's gonna dictate. So I, I think of a good relationship with, with, with my three sons. Um, and, uh, and a family, I think, we have a very good re relationship. But I don't get to dip back in when they're 20 and go, hey, guys, I know I was a busy asshole when you were a kid. Now I'm a bunch of ship a sail. You, you know, so I, I, the, the preciousness, the destructiveness of burnout. I mean, I, I, I said under burnout kills. It kills your business. It kills your family. It could potentially kill you. It is poten it's potentially fatal to so many, so many things. Um, Number six. Well, wait, Paul, before we jump into number six, I want to say this because you mentioned something earlier that I thought was great. If if you're fortunate enough to have a partner, like you mentioned, your wife, they are often great barometers when we're out of our normal state. Like, so you mentioned that, you know, don't treat me like your staff. Your yeah. wife's telling you, this is not the man I married. This is not the partner that I've been with. Yeah. You're out of your normal state. My wife does the same thing. And it's yeah. often tied back to work when we're really stressed out or whatever it may be that's feeding into your personal life. So if you're fortunate to have a partner, they're often a barometer too when we're out of our normal state. So tune into that as well, because that's a great indicator if we are in burnout, right? I just wanted to add that because I thought that was a great point you said. I think it's really important to say that because when you, if, if you're in a very busy state in your life, state in your life and you have this list printed out, it can be a reminder because what's going to happen is you're going to go home and your wife's going to give you an earful because you didn't pick up the groceries or you didn't do whatever or you forgot this, you forgot that. And you're going, have you any idea what I've got going on? Yes. So you're now in the state of mind. It's good to go, oh, oh, that, that I, I'm doing number five. I'm like, you know what I mean? And you, and you kind of read because when you're in it, you don't, you just get defensive. So that, I, I think that's a, uh, we didn't mention your part of it. I think you've made a really good point there. That is when you go home and your wife, your husband, or partner, or whatever, is is feeding that back to you. They're doing it because they love you. They're doing it, they do it because they want what's best for you. You do have it's hard, but you do got to listen to that. I think. And I, 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 I mean, the the value I hope of these discussions is to make people aware of that. So someone's maybe driving home from the office, listening to this in the car, and they're going, "Shit, that was me yesterday evening," you know. And then they might go. I'm also not, I'm, I'm also feeling a bit tired. I, I, my thinking, look, and they begin to go, oh my God. I, because what I'm trying to avoid is this. Um, I went to the edge. I was literally dropping over the edge um, when I got to, before I recognized burnout. I don't You almost quit everything. I, I literally, literally made a, made a decision to go, I have to get out. I have to get out of this. Uh, I had a successful business at the time, but I was miserable. And I made a decision. I came and made the decision to get out of it. Uh, thankfully, when I made that decision, uh, I came home. I was in London. I came home, said to my wife. She said, whatever, you know, support you, whatever. We, we didn't think, well, how the hell are we going to, you know, live? Because obviously the family was financially dependent on me. We, we just, she, but, but I was in major stress. So she was just going, we'll do whatever needs to be do here to get you through because it, it, it's illness. It's, it's like we come and go and say, I have some health condition. You have to deal with it. People have to realize that it is, that, I mean, stress, that's what stress is. 
Um, and I did, uh, so we were then heading off for a week to Paris and Disneyland with the children. So it gave us kind of a break from it. And then when I came back, I, I come down a little bit and said, I need time out. And I, and, I, and I took me, I can't remember how long it took, but I took maybe two months, a time out where I just told people I was unwell and I literally just took a time out. And thankfully, thankfully, largely from the guidance of studying on the Keith Cunningham, um, larger than that, I realized, because now I was in, and we're not going to talk about today, but when we talk about how to deal with it, I talk about the decompression. And when you're in a decompression, you're going to mm. you begin to think clearly. And in that clarity of thought, I thought, oh, there's another way. There's mm. people who run businesses differently, professionally, and they do not work 70 hours a week. And, oh, maybe I could learn how to do that. But by the way, you can only have that aha moment from that point of clarity when you're thinking clearly from a state of calm. If I was back in point two of overwhelm and not thinking straight, I wouldn't have heard that. So, so what I'm hoping here is that someone will hear this and go, okay, so Paul's saying he got the 10 out of 10. He's lucky he didn't kill himself. And next time I will tell you a story of a, of a friend of mine who didn't come out the other side of it. Tragically, he didn't. And it, I, it destroyed his life. It, 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 I will tell that story. It destroyed his life. But um, <clears throat> so what I'm hoping is people read this list and they go, oh, I didn't realize I was at a five, but I'm at a five here. And, and I, I need to address this before I get to seven or eight, because now we're moving into the serious territory and I might not come out the other side. That's what I'm and Paul, I think that's a that's an important point too. Is that you may only have one or two of these initially, right? Of the ten, yes. but it they snowball because. And you were talking about going into that when we get into the other side of this on how to go through it and that calm. I was thinking about the concept of really it's like a lens, and this leads into number six, where everything seems negative. You see problems everywhere. It's because you're viewing the world through this chaotic, stressed out, burned out lens, which colors everything and we're going to get to the other side of that but you can also have a calm zen monk my you know jedi mindset lens that you're viewing the world through and you're operating from that state that's the power of the mind and that heart working together but initially though when you're in this burnout phase everything seems negative and that's number six you just see problems everywhere i i think when you're in the burnout state and you're in such term turmoil that you think it's you. This is just me. When you read this list and you go, oh, this, this, is, what, this is what everyone in this state experiences, then you can go, oh, that's not me. That's what I'm experiencing right now. And you can still experience it, but do a mental trick where you step aside and go, oh, I can see. I can see myself now. I can see how I'm behaving in this. I can see that. And just that awareness. I remember when I was in India, one of the teachers said, Awareness is the enemy of habit, and it's so true. When you mm. aware of something, you create that little bit of a distance, mm. and that that is where the beauty uh, lies. So, when people see this, you're driving home in your car, you listen to this podcast, you go, "Wow, yeah, I'm on this road." That's not going to fix it, but it's a step in the right direction. So, yeah, you see, everything is negative. And what are you seeing every? I mean, I, I, I came up with a solution to this, but if I was in the wrong mindset, I'd begun the decompression stage before I realized there was a way out of this. 
Uh, and I was decompressed enough to realize it's going to take me several years to get the business store out of this. Mm. Uh, but I've now decompressed and I have the tools that, okay, I can, now, I can now manage this. I couldn't have managed it at an eight out of 10. I can maybe manage it now to three or four mm. while I'm doing myself out of this, but I don't shoot the business in the head. Um, but that leads on to your health suffering. You're not taking care of yourself because you're thinking of nothing else except the pressure of the business. You're not sleeping well. And of course, you so that's seven. Seven is your health is suffering. You're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. And then eight is you're not sleeping well. Those kind of feed obviously, in together. Obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's your, your, your base at this point out of the 10, you're really in a downward spiral now. Cause once you start losing your health and you're not sleeping, sleep is so important to recovery. Health yeah. is so important to performance and longevity. Like once you start losing these components, it's really tough to operate at any, even a functional level. And I think that's what for you, Paul, you reached. Yeah. And I, and I, I definitely did. And what happens, and we talk about my friend the next time we talk about it, what happens is then you start fixing the wrong problem. And so mm -hmm. when you get to A, you're not sleeping well, you're not switching off, and you go, how can I fix this? And, uh, and people go to drink, and they go to drugs, and they go to all sort of things to help them deal with it, and now they're not fixing the problem. They're creating another problem, which is what my friend did. And he now he destroyed his life entirely because he created another problem because mm. he couldn't switch off which is number nine and what you're saying is when you can't off. switch off you have to go to external things like drugs alcohol partying whatever sex anything but, porn and, but 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 but, here, but here's the thing um he didn't have the tools to switch off i at this stage had been meditating for a dozen years or something. I was probably, I was in my thirties. So I'd been meditating since 18. So I was pretty, I mean, I, and I still got myself into this mess, but I had somewhere to go. And so once I, once I realized, I mean, how oh, look where I've gone. And now I've got, I need to carve my way out of this. I had a skill at a place to go. So I started healing myself. I started healing the problems, addressing them. And I started slowly building, which is slow, it's slow and painful. Now he went for the quick solution, which is bottle of whiskey. The difference is, on the first evening when, when, he, when I went home and, and I began my decompression, his worked better. Initially. <laughs> his worked better because he was comatized behind. He felt amazing. I felt a bit better. But the product, you know, but the thing is, we both continued doing that every evening. I got a little bit better, stronger, started making better business decisions, and it blossomed. And here I am today, and he's six foot under today. Uh, it's really sad, Paul. Yes. He was, when you do that, I think it's important to note you're stealing from your future. If you're taking something that's cheap in the present, yes. give you that, you're taking from your future, which sadly is what it sounds like your friend did. And, yes, and you're destroying your confidence, and uh, you're, just, you're killing your, your ability to make a decision. You're in a crisis now because there's probably some crisis going on in your business professional life that's leading to this. So you now need a very clear, calm mind. I gotta, if I'm going to keep the business, I've got to go back and fix this, which is what I did. But I needed a clear mind to go back and fix it. I didn't need a mind waking up after a lousy hangover, you know? Um, which is I the did, worst. Yes, yeah. So, so um, and then, of course, if, so you can't switch off. And number 10 is which is actually where I was. 
uh, on the uh, and maybe it's a good place to bring this to an end. I don't you you, uh, you can make that call, but but number ten is where I was on a Thursday evening in January before I got on a plane to go and do this course in London, which is where I had my aha moment and I recognised I was in this place. Sitting in the evening, kids were in bed. I was flying early the next morning. Myself and wife sitting in front of the fire. I think we opened a, a bottle of red wine. I was sipping some red wine. And she's going, are you going to, I, I was actually going over to do, to London to do Tony Robbins and Alicia Power with it. And she said, well, I don't know how the conversation, but she, or maybe it was her intuition. She asked me something like what I was afraid of going over. Like, I don't know where it came from, but something to the effect. And I remember the answer to this day. I remember, I remember saying, I'm afraid of what I might tell myself. Because I knew I was going to somewhere where I was going to meet myself there. I was going to look him in the mirror and I was going to go, hey, bud, I've been, I've been needing a word with you, guy. And that's what happened on that weekend. I got the opportunity to have that word with me. But now I can see that, that in, in making that statement that I was afraid of, I can realize I was number 10. I was gone. Something was about to give. So the question is, um, if I hadn't had that, if, I mean, I'd say whatever it was, literally six weeks before I'd gone call from a friend and he goes, hey, we're all doing this course. Have you heard of Tony Robbins? I go, oh, well, did he write a book? Nothing about it. And I, I, but on a whim, he said, was well, a bunch of us going over? Why didn't you call? I go, give me a ticket. I have two tickets. My brother came with, let's get, book flights, get to the, and I went. I knew, not that, I knew nothing about what I was going after. So had that intervention not happened, and had I not went there with a very open mind, I don't know if I'd be sitting here talking to you today because mm. I certainly something was about to give, and my hope for it, it won't happen for everyone else, but my hope for anyone else is that they don't get to the something's going to give point yeah. Before, yeah. before they realize it. Because now the journey you have to get back, it's a bit like it's a bit like looking after your health. Uh, and I was just we were just chatting earlier, and I was saying when I'm in Spain for such a long time, I, I find it a little bit difficult with friends over at the moment. They want to go for dinner. I find it a little bit difficult after, after and that's fine. I'm here for a short period of time. I'm, I'm sitting on the bike this morning. And when I go back, I will balance things a little. But if you get things too far out of balance, you've a hell of a long journey back. And by the time you've got to seven, eight, nine, ten, you you've just given yourself a mountain of a mess to get back from. And my hope for people is that we can help them so they can rec from this podcast that they can recognize what that's about. And from our next podcast, when we get into these are the steps you you take, and we've identified five steps. And I think there's a lot of juice in those steps. I think the map out of it is in the is in those. Um, I think hopefully we give people a measurement tool where they can go, where am I? And they can start fixing the problem before it's too big of a problem to fix. Well, I love too that the the 10, they it scales up. And the final one being you feel like something's going to give. So effectively you're at the precipice and you're looking and you're like, and for most people, that's going to feel like you're on, you're, you're on the verge of a mental breakdown or something bad is going to happen. Yeah, you literally are, exactly. And so it's it escalates all those steps, those 10 steps, kind of stages. They're almost stages of burnout. Like that's, yeah. that's the way I look at it is they're stages yeah, of burnout. That. Yeah. That's, and that's, so you're moving through it. 
Yeah, I, I think what I when I was putting these down, I was going through my experience. So I, you're seeing it from a little bit of a distance, but I think you're spot on. Beyond it starts here. It'll, if you don't stop it, it's like it's like putting it's like putting a couple of pounds on a kilos on the scale. Oh, it's, it's only it's only a little bit. Ooh, a month later, it's a little bit. It slides to a point where oh, I had a hell of a lot of weight to come back. Do you know what's a lot easier? Is keeping fit. Yeah. And I want to get people into into a situation where when we talk about how we fix it, what I what we'll be getting to is this is the way you, this is the way you operate, so you never get there, and so you're on a continuous maintenance program of being prepared and ready for the challenges that arrive. Yeah, I love that, Paul, because ultimately compounding works both negatively and positively, <laughs> yeah. and it can it can easily yeah. compound. That's the the power here. Is and it never sleeps. It's always no. working one way or the other. You're either yep. you're either supporting yourself, you're walking forward, you're walking backward. Yeah. Compact doesn't let you stand still, not for very long. That's it, man. Well, look, I love it. I think that's I think that is a great we got through all the we're gonna call it the 10 stages or phases yep. of burnout that you've experienced yep. in your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, I've certainly I've gone to where I've been at 10 myself as well and had to go through you it's really it's interesting, you know, we read books or you watch movies and shows. There's these concepts where you kind of have to face yourself. That's a real thing. Like, yeah. and it's that that's what this is, is you have to look within yourself and kind of stare down the darkness of your your being yeah. and, and make a decision and kind of wrestle to then come out the other side, a better person and, and stronger. And to your point, it allows you to put a, a program in place where you maintain a good state to where you never really reach that point. It doesn't mean you don't have pieces no, of it. I mean when I look at, when I register a day, I currently I score zero out of ten. Th th that's amazing. Then that's currently a score. But but what you say about facing yourself, I, I, it's another story. But that's exactly what happened to me when I went away in the weekend. I got to face. I literally got to face myself and got the tremendous privilege, which I would give to anyone, of going. I've said this to you before. Seeing the road I was on and going. Oh, this is where I'm going with that road. And it was so terrifying that it gave me the courage to go, I'd have to change. Uh, I, I honestly think if I, if I hadn't, and that's why I said earlier, it, it's a mindset, it's a heart six, the heart six, the courage. But uh, changing was enormously painful, enormously difficult, took a lot of courage. But I was so terrified by where I might have ended up that that's what gave me the courage to change. Now I score zero to 10. And now I'm, we discussed this earlier, now I'm so excited about the road I'm on, which is a very different thing. But my motivation, so my motivation today is excitement uh, in what I want to do. My, my motivation to change then was terror. Oh my God, I could be this man in 20 years time. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want that. Well, Paul, the cool thing about that, and I think that's a great point to wrap the episode here is, is for those listening, no matter where you may find yourself now, you can make different choices to put yourself on a different path. It may You may have to climb out of a personal hell that you're experiencing right now, but you absolutely can. And many of us have done that, done this. It's just understanding that there are tools and frameworks that you can use yeah. to help get off that path. And that's where we're going. That's where we're headed. That's the yeah. content that we're creating is to give you tools to do that. It took, I'm going to be hands up honest. It took me probably several years. Same, same. It took me probably several years to reverse, to reverse that. And I think uh, you've said the same there. And I think it, it's important that we're completely honest 
about that because I think what's dangerous is people think, um, oh, I know this, or I take this course, or I do this as fixing the weekend. That's the road to failure. You know, it's, but, but it took several years, you're saying the same, but you, you didn't say several years in the same place. It's a gradual journey. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. From day one, the wage offer better, but you're moving on the road. That's well, and you said it earlier, and we're going to talk about this more, but the, the, the awareness piece, just the, the moment of awareness when you see you it, go. that lightens the load instantly. And then, yeah. like, doesn't mean the work's done, but no. you're, you're now at least you're progressing, and you feel those micro-progressions, and then that starts feeding, though. Yeah, that starts feeding it. Life, becomes, life can become a whole lot better relatively quickly. It did for me. But I had major challenges to face, and they weren't easy fixes. Uh, and and some of those were just very hard, very hard professionally, but very hard uh, personally to, to for me to have the courage to deal with those. That's if I'm if I'm honest. That that that's what was very hard for me. Uh, but that's the journey. I love it, man. Well, look, I think that's a great place to stop. So next week, next episode, I should say, we're gonna go. We're gonna dive into the five steps to dealing with burnout and how to do that. Yeah. We're gonna give you some tools. Yeah. We hope that these 10 phases of burnout could be valuable for you if you're on a journey, you know, your entrepreneurial journey. It doesn't even have to be applied to business, though. This could be just applied to life. These phases are real. So business is life. Business is a reflection of when you own a business. It, it, it's just part of your life. That's what it is. Exactly. Well, so we we appreciate everybody's ears, yeah. eyes, your audience, your your participation. We hope it's it's valuable. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next time, Paul. Yeah. I appreciate you and the, Thank the you. wisdom. And then looking forward to. Thank you for listening to the Inner Entrepreneur. If you found value in our content, please consider liking, sharing, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We appreciate your attention and take care.